Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen. I am very happy to start the new year with another beautiful Neo4j podcast. Um, Grafistania needs to be populated, right? So we're, we're going to do another uh, chat here today. I've invited a very, very dear community member from the Netherlands for this chat, and that is Paul Jongsma. Hi, Paul. Hi. Hey, thanks for coming on online. I really appreciate it. Glad to be here. Yeah, cool. Paul, uh, we always start the, pod the, the podcast with just very simply, you know, who are you, what do you do, and what's the relationship between you and the wonderful world of graphs? Try to do that in a couple of seconds. Uh, uh, I'm Paul. I, uh, in a, a life beyond me, I was co-founder of Access Roll, one of the first public internet providers in Holland. And uh, after doing that for a couple of years, I left that company to create my own called WebTIC, uh, in which I, ever since it was founded, tried to mm, uh, disclose information on the web uh, via websites, web applications, whatever you want to name it. And I've been doing that since 1996. So I've been uh, on the road for quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so when you say disclosing information on the web, that means you know building websites. What's what what, what types of you know tools do you typically use for building your your web applications? Um, until recently, mainly uh, uh, back in ninety uh, back in uh, ninety six, there was only a couple of ways of building a website and CGI scripts, <laughs> CGI scripts, and, and no databases. So I, I was one of the first to actually try to hook up databases in, onto the web, uh -huh. and there were a few tools at that time. And one of them, one one of which comes to mind is MiniSQL, which is not even a predecessor of MySQL, okay. uh, at least timeline-wise. Mm -hmm. And um, we've been doing projects in, involving databases. Uh, mainly uh, almost exclusively we weren't building websites uh, which were static it, there was always a technical challenge behind it yeah, interactive um, component interactive components or automation components for instance we've been uh, working on the website for the department of uh, um, uh, 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 the english word <laughs> the english word exactly <laughs> the statistic the statistics department of the okay of Amsterdam yeah. and they obviously have loads of information within their systems and they want to publish those on, on the web when what we did is build a system where basically all the information which they have already can be collected can be uh, script uh, can, uh, a script can be run on that and then a website for uh, comes out on the other end yeah. and updates are all, all done automatically so they just add a few files which they want to publicize mm -hmm. they push the button and they're on the web and there is no need for internal knowledge of how to convert stuff for the web or it's all automatic yeah. so that kind of engines is, is uh, of converting it to the web and and making that engine work is is, is the area of interest we we do mainly. Got it. So so how did you get to graphs? Uh, tell us about that. You know the. Yeah, yeah that's quite an interesting story. Um, obviously, we've been working with SQL databases for for quite a bit uh, quite a bit of time. Um, back in the day, MiniSQL. We've been using MySQL for ages now, and. A couple of projects, we also did Postgres instead of MySQL, but it, it was mostly SQL-based. And for 
a larger project we've done recently called Historiana, uh, which is a, a website about history and a European context and trying to create new innovative ways of teaching history to both yep. students and teachers, uh, facilitate, facilitate the teacher and, 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 and give tools to both. Um, we ran into some modeling problems because, as you can imagine, there are a lot of relations uh, to be documented when you talk about history. You've got persons, you've got events, you've got locations. And as anything in the human world, you could connect anything to anything, basically. And that requirement was also there. So we built a system where you actually could connect basically everything to everything within the context of SQL. And that gave... That must have been fun. <laughs> that gave very interesting results. And after a couple of hundred records on, 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 on various, entry, various parts of the database, the interface became to a shrining halt. Oh, no and yeah. obviously, because uh, if you want to relate 100 items to 100 items to 100 items, the queries which you have to build are horrendous, yep. and the user interface becomes horrendous, and uh, even worse, the timing becomes horrendous. Mm -hmm. and uh, was that the project that you turned to Neo4j for then, the Historiana yep. project? Well, yeah, I did not know Neo4j at that time, but okay. I, 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 uh, my antenna picked up the, the keyword graph database. So I started looking into those because obviously there should be a solution for a problem like the history problem. problem. And um, graph databases seemed like it might be, uh, might be uh, a solution. Um, you, you're not alone there, right? I mean, recently there was this uh, beautiful video from the Codex... Uh, Example, I don't, I don't remember the guy's name, but it was beautiful. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, the, the Australian guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You should add that link to the to the to I the. I will. I will. Because, interestingly enough, there is a, a lot of overlap between the two, at least in 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 the the words used and the and the and the and, and the, the concepts used within both projects. It's it's amazing how history people. So so what was the main benefit? It was the modeling then, or was it uh, also performance, or what was the main driver then for for looking at the graph databases? Uh, the, the main the main driver was the ability to connect stuff to stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, a person should be be able to connect to an event, yeah. and when you uh, look at that person, you should see the events. Mm -hmm. But when you are at the event, you should be able to ask which persons are connected to this event. You would see that relation, yeah. and doing that in SQL is sort of possible mm -hmm. within within certain limits um, and the but the, the ease in uh, the graph database allows you to do that is, is very much more uh, a better world than than an sql database well uh, you know that's, that's when i first got to know you in the amsterdam community i will always quote you on saying uh, that uh, before near 4 j uh, you know when you work with near 4 j SQL databases feel like a useful sin. I they think are. that's a fantastic way of putting it, to be honest. Really. They are, they are. Yeah. Obviously, there, there is room for other systems as of well, course. depending yeah, yeah. on your data, but the, 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 the relation between the web and a database is, a graph database is so much more a logical model yeah. than any, any other model that for any any page you're at at, at, a, at a website which, which is explorative, 
yeah. uh, is always about okay there is this thing and how does it relate to other things and it, that question can be answered by uh, neo within a couple of milliseconds and you'll be able to render the results of that page in real time instead of doing uh, queries or doing queries up front and cache the results and stuff like that there are all kind of technical tricks to make it work with sql but your life becomes so much more easier when you use the right technology for the right job. Agreed. So, <laughs> last but not least, you know, where do you think it's going, Paul? You know, where, where, you know, what do you, where do you think the world of graph databases is headed, and you know, how do you plan to uh, use it in the future? Um, I think it w more and more people were, will. Uh, discover the world of graph databases. So the, see the, the light. <laughs> uh, see the light and uh, and 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 make their life easier uh, to, to use them. That is one thing I, I think is going to happen. Uh, I've been always a, a runner up front of the technology. People always ask, mm -hmm. why are you picking that? Because just because I thought it was good for the uh, a good tool. So I think behind me there are a lot of people picking it up. And I hope that um, the, the new uh, NEOs uh, will take the web development more, uh, even more in mind. Okay. Uh, there are a couple of things you might want to make easier, uh, like relate to files in the, in the file system and stuff like that. That would uh, uh, that would make life easier. But I, th I think we're getting there. Pretty Interesting. Cool. There are interesting developments like the like the new uh, binary uh, interface and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, thank you so much, uh, Paul. It was a joy to uh, to talk to you again, and I um, I wish you lots of luck and happiness in 2016, and um, and hopefully then uh, we'll see the adoption of graphs take off uh, together, right? And uh, I'll see you in the Amsterdam community very very soon. Yes. Thank you, Paul. Okay. Thank no you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.